What ho podcast pals and welcome to the end of the week and another episode of Discontent Provider, the show that has been firmly escorted from the library for disturbing and aggressive mumbling more times than it cares to remember. But why, in the name of the sort of spiritual suffering that befell the ancient Christian martyrs and those of us that wind up watching reality television because we've lost the fucking remote control again, why wouldn't one mutter aggressively, eh what? Frankly, the fact that every town, city and hamlet in our wicked and weary world doesn't reverberate to the impotent sotto voce growls of anyone who has been awake for longer than a millisecond is still a cause of wonder and perplexity to this heart-blowing malcontent. As I think I may have mentioned before, check the archives if you like, that there are times when the usual soullessness, idiocy and emotional squalor of our collective hellscape recedes into the background, and one is only dimly aware of it, like a white noise or a neighbour's car alarm. This is one of those weeks where, for me at least, that simply hasn't been possible. Even here, reposing in the West Midlands' most scenic secret spot, and with my bestest of best friends for company, I find it frightfully hard to maintain my trademark easygoing and almost seraphically soigné demeanour. Yes, cats and kittens, my shit, if I might borrow a phrase from an artistic chum, is truly itching today, and what makes it all so ghastly and unfair is that it's decent types that are doing it. I mean to say, one rather expects to be roused to homicidal rage by those that presume to own and run the world, do one not? Par for the course, one might say were one of a golfing bent, or trying to look as though one were. But when the well-meaning minority start getting on one's thruppany bits, it's definitely time to give humanity a miss for a while and begin to seriously appreciate the therapeutic qualities of supermarket scotch. To be specific, it's the phrase, if there's any justice that has brought about this unwanted break in my generally sunny disposition, People chuck those words about at the slightest provocation as if they expect that constant repetition will bring some meaning or relevance to them. Well, while pissing upon the French fried potatoes of good eggs isn't normally this lad's bag, I'm bound to say that it won't work, and in fact, if there were any justice, I would never have to hear such woolly-minded asininity again in the scant years I have remaining to me. Because, as adults, we know that there isn't any damn justice, save for that which we, as imperfect beings formed into even more imperfect societies, hew roughly and cack-handedly out for ourselves. Be it the current Middle Eastern shit show, some shocking, appalling crime, or a disaster caused by a profit-maddened corporation, the same refrain is heard and it never does a blind bit of good. My gosh and giddy gumdrops, one might as well offer up hopes and prayers. The only thing I can say in favour of those that say it is that they're not referring to karma, which is yet another concept in which I have no faith, but is more often than not rendered even more maddening by the uh, fact that it's coated with uh, uh, a bit of lazy cultural appropriation. Look, I'm not by any means an ethicist, which is damned lucky, because with this accursed false tooth in, it's hard enough to say it, much less get seriously into a significant discussion of the subject. But I do have, as I'm sure you do, a certain code of what and what isn't on. I realise, though, that it's all subjective, just as the laws and conventions that govern us both locally and internationally are, but I also believe that they're all we have, and that anyone who thinks that there might be some unearthly, intangible force or intelligence that knows or even gives a shit what goes on, and might, somewhere down the line, do something about it, 
to reward the good and provide six of the cosmic best to the wrong'uns is barking up the wrong holocaust. Just look at Boris Johnson, podcast pals. Now, normally I wouldn't ask that of you. Life is rough enough as it is. But today, I am asking you to take a thorough gander at the slippery little toad. I do this because he provides a salutary, if not salubrious, object lesson as to the lack of anything like justice in the world. After years of lying, of blustering, bullying and thoroughgoing bullshittery, this disgraced wretch, a chap whose behaviour was so unpalatable to right-thinking people, even Parliament showed him the door, is not only a columnist for the Daily Mail, which I'm given to understand is some sort of newspaper, but he's also been appointed as an advisor to the International Democratic Democratic Union. Now, as far as I can ascertain, the IDU is a think tank, so talking shop, for centre-right politicians and parties around the world, although some say that it's been drifting more towards the right and leaving the centre to fend for itself of late. It's based in Munich, I believe, which is totally groovy because, as I understand it, nothing untoward has ever happened when uh, right-wing minds get together there. I've no idea how influential these cats and kittens are on a global scale, but the fact that they're willing to give that egotistical, opportunistic fraud any kind of platform seems every conceivable shade of wrong, wouldn't you say? It might be worth mentioning that the IDU's chairman is Stephen Harper, a former Canadian Prime Minister who once prorogued the Canadian Parliament in order to avoid a vote of no confidence, which shows, if nothing else, that birds of a feather shit upon the plebs together, I suppose. What makes it even more galling is that we know, and I say this as someone reluctant to make unevidenced claims here, but we know, just as surely as Arkham here knows from a quick sniff Uh, that the crazy Airedale from up the road urinated on his favourite lamppost exactly 14 minutes and 23 seconds ago, that even sitting pretty as he is, Boris still sees himself as a tragic hero, a misunderstood victim of the proverbial confederacy of dunces who couldn't see just how super special and great he really is. Of course, none of this means that those of us who have managed to salvage a shred of humanity ought to just give up, Quite the contrary, in fact. If anything, uh, Bojo's elevation to the status of democracy whiz proves that we should involve ourselves more with the goings-on of the political world. It's not easy to do that, of course. It's often disheartening. This week also saw the uh, submission of a petition with more than 300,000 signatures calling for a general election here in Blighty. And according to the rules of the game, that much support qualifies a petition to be considered for a debate in Parliament. Well, needless to say, Parliament, or at least the Petitions Committee, decided not to debate this issue, which has left many a campaigner hopping mad. I can see why, of course. Frankly, I'm fairly irked myself. They played the game, they knew the rules, and they thought they might get a fair shake or a hearing, but didn't. Now, the fact that so many people seem surprised by this has rather angered up the foxy blood, to be perfectly frank. However noble their intentions, and they unquestionably were of the purest, what did they really think would happen? Even if one ignores the fact that uh, only 74 out of 8,154 petitions were debated in the years 2017 to 2019, the most recent figures I could find on the Petitions Commission's website, uh, that's less than 1% number fans. Uh, Surely they had to know that it's all a fucking sham. 
I don't know, maybe I'm old and maybe I'm jaded. I'm definitely both, by the way. But much as I admire everybody involved for trying, I find the astonishment of those bitching about the business depressingly naive. There's no magical petition, there's no higher power to set things right. Stone me, even brilliantly constructed, if somewhat ineptly performed, folk songs seeped in a wryly comic sensibility that may or may not contain a spark of genius aren't enough. What does seem to work, though, and here's where the clouds part and the righteous fury gives way to a vague approximation of hope, uh, cheerfulness and hope, is that the hard work of activists and petty uh, party members who manage to royally fuck up a government's rapidly fading majority even further by uh, two by-elections yesterday. A good show all round, even if the Tories were pretty complicit in their own downfall by selecting unelectable shitehawks to represent them. Mind you, one rather doubts that they have a wealth of talent from which to draw at this point. Yet even the outgoing MPs, Dorrins and Pincher, will probably find themselves some greasy little niche in which to see out their time in relative comfort. Isn't Nadine on talk TV these days, apart from having her stellar literary career? And I dare say that young Christopher will find some cushy corporate role in a firm that's willing to look past the ball-grabbing. Even Peter Bone will be uh, pretty well fixed by now, one imagines, as he retires gracefully from public life in order to spend more time with his penis. But enough of that. Let's concentrate on the wind, shall we? It's a nice way to step into the weekend. There'll be time enough to contemplate the unlaboriness of labour on Monday morning. After all. Right, we're done for another week, so here's a song at the end for you. A heart-rending ballad of a man who, through no fault of his own, became the abused plaything of a cruel and spiteful fate. Thanks for joining us this week, and don't forget to like, share, and go on and on and on and on and on and on about the wonders of Discontent Provider whenever an opportunity to do so arises. Until Monday then, from me, the Silver Fox, and Arkham, the Black and White Dog, cheerio! A dingy backstreet tavern where the losers come to hide From a world that scorns their lack of luck and wealth They're clinging to the bar because they've lost their grip on pride To tell truth, that's why I was there myself A man I found familiar sidled up to me and smiled A winsome grin that had got too used to losing Said I've got a tale to tell if you can spare the time I swear that I won't interrupt your boozing Look at me my friend, my crumpled suit and tousled hair I look like I spent last night in a bin I once had golden wallpaper, I once had charm to spare But I lost it all because of lies and spin Time was I ran a nation and the people praised my name But nowadays they hate me and despise me Why can't they admit the truth that they're the ones to blame? They knew I was a liar when they hired me
lost track of my children Though I did my very best To help my little girl become a lady Without the perks of power My wife's been put to the test Can she really love her big fat spoiled baby? Only make a hundred grand writing for the mail Tell me friend, how can I live on that? A sinecure with a right-wing think tank sends my sorry tale It's other people's fault that I'm a twat